Olsen fakes it for Pat and yes, touchdown to Greg Olsen. Wilson just got it away. There's Keith Lee. Touchdown, Carolina. Hello, and welcome to the BNB Reaction Show. This is Brian and Brad for your week four edition of the Panthers versus the Cardinals. And guess what? The Panthers won again. What the hell? I think the Panthers might be pretty good. I, 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 I'm like, I'm still kind of like suspicious of this team, but this Cardinals team did go out and beat the defending NFC champions 24 to 20, their first week of the season. And then they beat the Washington football team 30 to 15 week two last week. They beat the, or they lost to the lions, but it was 26 to 23. And I believe the Cardinals kind of shot themselves in the foot a lot in that game, which is why they lost. I believe they had like three or four turnovers. Um, so going into this game, I was not optimistic. Um, I wasn't on the Keep Sounding podcast to really share my thoughts about it, but I was pretty sure the Cardinals are going to beat the shit out of the Panthers. I'm not going to lie. And uh, it turned out the Panthers kind of dominated this game. Uh, do, do, did you do you think the Panthers dominated this game, Brad? Like, uh, I don't I don't know if what I'm seeing is real. So I, I want some confirmation here. I don't know if I would use the word dominated, but it was. I don't think the Cardinals had much of a shot after the third quarter was over. Mm. Like, but I don't think we dominated them. I think we just, we did enough to keep the ball out of their hands. Like, cause they, they really didn't get much going um, when they were on the field. And, you know, I mean, we just ran the ball all over, right, right down their throat. I know, to be fair, both of their starting safeties did not play. So I, I think that had a lot to do with it. But I don't care. We won. I will take it. Um, we're two and two, and that's really all that matters. I mean, you know, so kudos to the Panthers for actually playing a, a well-coached, good game of football for the second week in a row. Well, the reason why I feel that this that the Panthers kind of dominated them, at least from a statistical standpoint, Kyler Murray only threw for 133 yards on 31 attempts, which yeah, is that's pretty not, good. That's not very good. That's like three and a half yards of play. That's bad. That's yeah, good for the defense. He, he averaged 4.3 yards per throw. Um, their rushing attack wasn't bad. They had uh, 23 attempts for 129 yards, no touchdowns, though... They did have a 48-yard carry by Kyler Murray, which kind of takes away from their rush offense because that was not really a designed run. It was Kyler Murray running on his own. So overall, like I wasn't really expecting the Panthers' defense to do this to the Cardinals. Like they did throw three touchdowns, so I'll give them that. But overall, I mean, like I was not expecting the Panthers to hold the Cardinals 21 points. I was fully expecting it to be like at the best the a shootout between the two teams and instead the Panthers defense really did a great job against them um and after last week where we were bitching about the red zone performance the Panthers came out and scored on most of their red zone attempts this week they scored I think they only kicked two field goals and they scored on the large majority of their attempts there which was what we asked for last week (laughs) yeah 
Um, Teddy Bridgewater threw two touchdown passes. Mike Davis and Bridgewater himself also scored on rushing attempts. So that's pretty good in the red zone because all those were red zone attempts. So like what it's hard for me to really complain about the offensive performance here. Um, yeah, they were four out of five in the red zone this week after being really bad at it last week. So there's an improvement there. Yeah, like Joey Sly missed a field goal, and if, based on what we had like thought of the Panthers, missing a field goal would have been disastrous, but it wasn't this week because they scored many times in red zone. I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm still kind of processing this, this game just because it's kind of what we requested over the last three weeks. Like We wanted them to be more productive and aggressive in the red zone. We wanted their defense to be a little bit better, and it was just like, everything we could have asked for. And I think that's really a, uh, a good, a good stamp on Matt rule and Joe Brady and Phil snow, as far as coaches go. Cause as we said in the past, like these coaches are really like developing just alongside the players. So this was kind of a really, a really good step in the right direction on all sides of the ball. Yes, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's hard to really like take any negatives from it. I mean, like the defense is not, is not going to be a top tier unit. If you're thinking that after these last two games, you should probably, you know, examine some things about your life. But overall, I mean, like they have an offense that can score points. They have an offense that can move the ball. They have a defense that can make stops and they need to, there's not really much to complain about. I mean, like Yeter gross Matos had a great day today um, against a, a decent left tackle. Derek Brown had several plays where he disrupted the backfield, made tackles for a loss. Like Jeremy Chin didn't really, I I don't think Jeremy Chin really showed out that much, but at the same time, I don't think he really had to, because like overall the defense as a whole just played really well. And he outplayed Isaiah Simmons. That's true. He did. He did outplay (laughs) Isaiah Simmons. That's the comparison that everybody wants to talk about. And he, Jeremy Chin outplayed Isaiah Simmons. Well, you said it last week, and I think I'm gonna I'm think I'm gonna double down on your take about this. But I think that, as you said, Der- taking Derek Brown and then taking Jeremy Chin was a better move than taking Isaiah Simmons, and I I agree wholeheartedly at this point. Derek Brown and Derek Brown was was the most dis- disrupted defensive lineman, and K1 Short was starting today, so that's mm-hmm. a real good that's a real good mark on his record as well, as far as development goes. So overall, I mean. If you're in the tank for Trevor crowd, today was not so good for you, but... No, you can pretty much kiss Trevor goodbye after today. Yeah, especially after the, the Jets loss to the Broncos. The, the, Jet, the Jets aren't winning three games. Like, that's not going to happen. So, you might as well just cheer for wins now because we're not getting Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, exactly. And you you don't you never really know what's going to happen as far as the NFC South goes. I mean, the Lions were going toe to toe with the saints all day today. So you never really know. So maybe you just, I don't know. You hope for the Panthers to not win many more games, but they're, they're going to win a few more at this point. Like that's, that's my take. Yeah. I think they'll win five or six games. Like, I, I think that's a fair guess. And honestly, that's a really good, that's a really good reflection of Matt rule and his coaching staff. If they actually do win five to six games, because this team is not that talented. I mean, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, uh, you know, who else am I forgetting? Uh, Curtis Samuel. Sorry. Um, 
Yeah, you can't you can't forget about Curtis Samuel. But without Christian McCaffrey on offense, they still put up 31 points today against a Cardinals defense that is supposedly not bad, even without the Saints. The safety's gone. Um, on defense, they held a really good Cardinals offense. So it's like for Matt Rule to like mold a team right now after the off. He only really had a one off season to mold a team that was really, really broken down after the people who retired and were released and who left and yada, 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 like five to six wins. is really good. I think like, yeah. And not only just one off season, but it was an off season with coronavirus knocking out the entire preseason and OTAs. And it made, it gave us a limited training camp. Like he's had a lot to deal with this, this off season. Yep. And he's still consistently fielded a competitive football team for four straight weeks. Yes. Like, regardless. That's all we can ask for. It's more than we should have really asked for. I mean, I think that the three of us, between you, me, and John, really didn't think that this was going to happen. Like, as far as having a team that was at least fun to watch every single week and had a chance to win every single week for the first four weeks against teams that were not bad. The Raiders are not bad. The Buccaneers were not a bad team. Last week, they beat a Chargers team that, let me look at what they did today, but they were pretty close to beating the Bucs. Yeah, they went. Uh, they as lost of this them. recording, the Chargers and Bucks were playing, and it was like a three-point game at the time, I think. The Bucs won 38-31. 38-31, okay. Yeah. So that's like, that was way above my expectations, and obviously, you know, I'm I'm very ready for the 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 real idea of the Panthers having like a few solid wins here and there, and then just everything collapsing at the end of the year. I mean, I think we we've all been accustomed to that after the last few seasons, but overall, like real good work by Matt rule. I mean, it's, it's hard not to buy into what he's doing after they beat two teams. They definitely shouldn't have. Yeah. I think we'll see what we're really made of next week. Cause we play the Falcons. We sure do. Is that a Thursday night game or is that just no, Sunday? the Thursday night game is, is the last time we play them. It's in November or at the end of October. Uh, we I'd play, say. we play them back to back with the saints. Oof. Yeah. Well, you never know. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you never know it. And again, just to circle back to the point of being a, a competent football team. Like I really did not expect this Panthers team to come out today and they, they just looked like, they looked like they were firing on all cylinders, at least on offense for the most part. There were times where I had to cut out, so I didn't get to see the whole game all the time. But overall, it just looked like an offense that knew what it was doing. And you can win football games that way, no matter how bad your defense is. And it seems like the Panthers defense is getting better every week. Yes. So yeah, not a not a lot. I'm not there's not really a lot of negatives to cover here. I mean, there's the only negative I have is we have to get to hear Whitehead off the field. Uh he is <laughs> yeah. not very good. Like that 48-yard run by Kyler Murray is all on to hear Whitehead because he over-pursued the play and yeah. left a wide open running lane for him. He's just not that that good. Uh he's a good veteran mentor in the locker room, I'm sure, but um, Shaq Thompson and Jermaine Carter and then Jeremy Chin should be the linebackers going forward. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, 
to hear Whitehead was supposed to be a stopgap guy, so I guess that's really all we can expect of them. So re- realistically speaking, you would expect them to find someone in the upcoming off season to replace him. But you know, it's it, it's it's a negative, but it's even like it's not a it's not like a back. Yeah, like negative. I'm not gonna harp on him like in in columns this week on on CSR because it's not. Like I, I have a feeling. Spoiler alert! I have a feeling that there's going to be another just winners column because no, nobody really did anything that bad. And that one play, yeah, it looked bad, but I mean, we won by ten points, so it didn't really have an effect on the game. Now, one guy I want to highlight specifically is Greg Little because he was yeah. the Panthers. He was the the Panthers' second round pick last year, and he never really sh- he hasn't shown anything since until this game to show why he warranted that. But do and the other reason why I want to highlight him is he was always like lauded for his pass protecting efficiency in college, but today he freaking laid people out multiple times in like run blocking and screen blocking, and I was very impressed. Yeah, he laid somebody out on that one play. I don't remember who it was, but uh. It, it was probably the best block I've ever seen him make. Yeah, and that's that's really good, especially when this offensive line is really just kind of like held together by duct tape right now because they have like Chris Reed. Matt Paradis was playing today, but he got hurt, so they had to trot Tyler Larson out there for a little bit. They got John Miller on the right side, and he's just kind of like a free agent mercenary. I mean, like, Moten deserves to be out there, but for the rest of them, it's like they're all kind of fighting for their jobs, and I think Greg Little really made a case for himself today to be the future of the the franchise left tackle. Yeah, John Miller has proven that we actually made the right call in trading Trey Turner for Russell Okun because he's been better than Trey Turner, which I didn't see coming at the beginning of the year, but it, it, he's actually been played very well at right guard, so... Um, no, no complaints there. The guy I want to highlight, uh, I want to give Zach Kerr a shout out because he did probably the funniest, but also <laughs> like most strategic thing I've ever seen a Panthers lineman do. Um, the Cardinals made substitutions on offense and by rule, that means the defense is allowed to make substitutions as well. Well, the play clock continues to run during that time. And the defense is under no obligation to rush out onto the field. Zach Kerr knew this and not once, but twice took his gentlemanly time getting out onto the field and lined up. And the first time he did it in the first half, the Cardinals had to burn a timeout because he came out so slowly. And I just, I think that kind of play should be recognized. I think he should be, I don't know, maybe the, the FedEx ground guy of the week or something, whatever you want to give him. Um, But, you know, more teams should be aware of the rules and, and have ways to creatively force the other team to do things they don't want to do while playing within the scope of those rules. And I thought Zach Kerr, he is elite at taking his time lining up on the field. And that's good on him. He's the he's the CSR snail mail player of the week. The snail mail player of the week, yes. Yeah. It's an official award. We'll we'll have to we'll have to find other guys to do that. It'll probably be Zach Kerr most weeks, but you know. 
It's not bad. It's very heads up play. And I, I like when players show an understanding of the rules beyond you, what your normal viewer would see. So that's always cool. And he also, I believe I listened to the podcast this past week and I believe Zach Kerr led the Panthers in quarterback hits. I don't know if that's true after today, especially after Mike, especially after Brian Burns game, because he was all over the place today. But Zach Kerr seems to be like an underrated piece for the Panthers defense right now. Yes. So big time stuff there. Overall, though, there's not really much to bitch about, to be honest. Like, no, I mean, the worst thing to me, the worst thing that happened was Joey Sly missed a field goal. Which is to be expected. Which, well, that was the first time he'd missed in 16 attempts. Um, He had a nice little streak going, and then he he lost that today. But extra points don't count in that, obviously. But Right. Well, he kicked it too close to the the goalpost. That's why he was too close. So, but overall, it's a complete team win by Carolina. Um, I think that you can go into the Falcons game with some conservative optimism. No, you can't. You cannot go into a Panthers-Falcons game with any kind of optimism whatsoever, no matter which side you're on. Because that game is always a shit show. Yeah, that's true. But I'm... I will I'm, not be surprised at the result of that game, no matter what it is. Well, yeah. I mean, I would be. I wouldn't be shocked if the Falcons blow the Panthers out. I wouldn't be shocked if the Panthers blow the Falcons out. You know, like, that's, that's just the Falcons and Panthers games over time. But... I just like the body of work we're seeing and I see the, I see the consistent improvement. So I'm sitting here like, Hey, you know what? They could win that game. Where like two weeks ago. I'd be like, Oh, the Falcons are going to kill him. Yeah. Even after the blown leads, you know, like, yeah, they, I, I think we have a chance. I think if yeah. we can let the Falcons get, get a 20 point lead on us, we have a really good chance of winning. Oh yeah. You give them a lead. It's done. Especially if the, if, if they have a, uh, 19 or so lead in the court in the fourth quarter Panthers got it easy. That's an easy win. So, but yeah, uh, overall, I'm just happy. The Panthers won kind of surprised. Um, they beat a really good quarterback today. They beat a really good offense and, uh, really a team that's trending for the most part in an upwards direction. So that was, uh, that was a pleasant surprise. So, uh, Brad, do you have anything you want to share in particular before we, uh, End our little recap here. No, not really. Go Panthers. Yeah, go Panthers. Well, we'll have more for you on the Keep Sounding podcast later this week. I will be on this episode as far as I know. Um, So check us out on Tuesday or Wednesday, possibly Thursday. We'll be there to break down the upcoming game against the Falcons and give you John's takes on everything that happened today. That should be entertaining. And, uh, Stay tuned, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon. Later, guys.